You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the final episode of the Scottish Football Show this season. I'm Scott McPay, delighted to be your host as always. Got a very busy show lined up here this week, so we've brought in an all-star panel. First of all, new dad, Mark Shankland, he's back. How are we? How's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty eventful. We've had quieter weeks, put it that way. It started very quiet at the start of the week. We didn't know when this boy was going to appear, but thankfully... And early was a Wednesday morning, he made an appearance and the week's been hectic after that, put it that way. Apart with this show being hectic, my week has been hectic, so I'll fit in perfectly here. <laughs> Brilliant. Charlie Richmond's back on the show. Charlie, how are we? Very well. Scott, thanks again. Not a problem at all. We've got a very special guest in this week's show. We're joined by Kyle Gunn. Kyle, it's a pleasure to welcome you on to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Good. How are you? Brilliant. How are you? No, bad night, man. Brilliant. Let's get straight into it. Obviously, it's it's been an eventful week, not just for Shankers, for the full of Scottish football, I think. But uh, I let's just get right into the start of the, the first subject. Friday morning, we were told a few guys in the media, and I'm quite, I don't even call myself somebody in the media, but I did get a wee text saying, Eddie Howe to Celtic is off, and there could potentially be a change in direction. The change of direction looks to be a former Australian national team manager, Andrea Postacoglu. He could be announced in the during the week. It's just been a hectic couple of days. Shankers, what's your thoughts on this whole situation? Surprised, very surprised, because I think we all knew Eddie Howe Howe, was all but done. Uh, we spoke on here a few times just about the length of the process that, that it took to, to get him in, which was the only thing that was put in doubt in our mind. Was he going to be appointed? And I don't think it, I don't think the length was anything to do with it. I think it was probably all, all but done apart from then. A few conversations took place about backroom staff and, and whatever, and then the deal was off. And that's how it just shows you that's how quick things can happen in football. Uh, just one one or two conversations and then boom, deal's on, next thing it's off. So it just shows you, but it, it's not put it this way, it's not the situation that, that supporters of Celtic or probably the board were, were thinking they were going to be in. One minute, appointing the, the man that they thought and the man that they it was a number one target and then the next thing, the deal's off and they're on to the next target. I'm, I don't, I'm not saying the, the new manager that's looking to be in place, I can't see his name. I'm not even trying try and say it. I don't want to make a fool of myself. But the new manager that's going to be in place, he must have been some sort of target. He must have had them lined up in case something like this happened because it's no as if they've went back to the drawing board. They've, they've got a new manager and they've got the ball rolling quite quickly. I just hope, uh, speaking from a neutral point of view, I hope that they've just dived in. And, and done one just for the sake of pleasing the supporters and getting a deal over the line. Surely they would have done their research and everything, which I'm sure a club besides the Celtic will have done. So, as you said, it's looking to be appointed during the week, but 
he's, he's got a, he's got a big job in his hands, and if if he doesn't get off to a flyer or get some na- good names in uh, uh, the transfer window, then he could win. Under pressure and the supporters won his case straight away, which will always happen at a club the size of Celtic. So interesting to see what happens in, in the next few weeks anyway. I definitely. Charlie, obviously you you were on the same opinion as me for the past few weeks. That deal was done. It was just a matter of time of when it would be announced. Friday afternoon, when we all got the news that this was not taking place. First of all, what was your reaction and what's been your thoughts ever since? On the reaction side of it, then it was obviously something to do with the backroom staff that that Eddie Howe was going to bring in. Um, Again, as I've said before, Scott, I'm led to believe the Eddie Howe deal was done and dusted and there was an an add-on, if you want, to say that I need A, B, C and D. And it looks as if B, through employment law, has not been able to upkeep his end of the bargain. And therefore, the whole thing has has clattered to the to the ground. And what it does look to us is it very much looks as if Celtic will need to go back to the drawing board, and Celtic supporters there will be thinking: Are we going down the Ronnie Dyler Avenue again? Are we just bringing this guy in for one season or two seasons in order so that we can get? maybe the second choice person that we want in that time. It doesn't look very professional in that aspect. And sometimes as well, that communicating to the fans something of interest in the right direction could be something that Celtic PR department could look at learning. Yeah, it's, that there's a, it's just another PR disaster on top of a season full of PR disasters. Kyle, what was your thoughts on it? Uh, like, like all of you have said already, but I thought the game was more away. I thought it was going to be an game. Uh, you said Friday morning, we all figured it, it was off. I was more confused about the statement itself. I agree with that. Because Celtic said it wasn't their fault, it wasn't Eddie Hill's fault. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it was fault, was it? Aye. The deal wasn't happening, and you've moved on to an alternative target. Which you don't really want to see because you want a guy to come in here and go well and that put pressure on him before he even arrives. Aye, yeah, definitely. Let's talk a wee bit about Angie Postacoglu. I've just, I've got, I've got a bit of a kind of description about him here. Born in Athens, but as Australian international. Had a playing career with South Melbourne, played four times for his country before moving into management. He moved into management in 1996 with South Melbourne, where he spent four years. He then spent seven years in the Australian youth system, where he managed under-17s and under-20s. 2008 was his only time he's managed in European football. We managed in his, his place of birth, Greece. He managed a, a team called Pan, Panashiaki. 
which only lasted about six months before going to Brisbane Roar, where he moved he moved to Brisbane Roar and spent three years there, where he won an A-League in 2011. Moved to Melbourne Victory, where he spent a year before taking charge of the national team. Qualified for two World Cups in 2014 and 2018 and won the 2015 Asian Cup before leaving in 2018 to take over at Yokohama F Marinos, where he has won a J-League last year. We don't know much about him, so we're not. Yeah. We, we don't know enough about him to say basically what he's gonna, what he's gonna be, what what kind of football he's gonna play. So play. So we spoke to, I spoke to a couple of people in Australia who have basically said this guy could, this guy potentially could play some really attacking football. He's got a kind of no nonsense kind of personality about him, so he's not gonna take prisoners. The problem I've got with it, and I don't know how you feel about it. The problem I've got with it is. We don't know. We don't know enough about him. We don't know what his mentality is with European players. We don't know what he's going to be like with. We we spoke about this with Eddie Howe as well. We didn't know how, how Eddie Howe was going to adapt to, to kind of this type of pressure, the old firm in Scottish football. This guy's never. He's, he's managed once in Europe for six months. Like we don't, I'm not saying it's not a bad appointment. I just I think it's one of these appointments where I don't think the Celtic fans will take to it the way they would take to Eddie Howe because of the unknown. I think that's the big thing with me. It's an unknown appointment. Whereas the likes of Eddie Howe, he's obviously got the track record of Bournemouth. He's well known to the support. He's, they know what kind of job he's done. Mm-hmm. Do you think, Charlie, do you think the Celtic fans are going to be excited about this or kind of confused that, that, that this is the kind of option they're kind of going for? I think they'll be sitting there confused. Bringing, you're effectively bringing a guy from the other side of the world and the standard of football, okay, he's went to the World Cup, but the standard of football he's, he's, he's been managing and, and I don't want to be disrespectful to that standard of football, but I think it will be different. It's a different lifestyle. And so I think Celtics fans will be sitting there with, who's this guy coming? And he will really, if he if he gets appointed, that's another thing. We don't want to jump the gun. But if he gets appointed, he will really have to come in, hit the ground running, because we've said it's a massive job. He needs to have players. Um, probably ex-Celtic player Scott McDonald will, will, will be able to, to, to fill us in with, with a background. And also, what type of players are they going to bring over? Can, what the standard of player... You're going to come in to try and play with Celtic at this delicate time that Celtic are in. And that's what I kind of said, kind of offer to you as well, Charlie. Like you've got Eddie Howe, and we know is <clears throat> Eddie Howe would probably have been able to attract a really kind of high level of player in England with his connections to Bournemouth and things like that. Whether it's loan yeah. deals or things like that, we don't know. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, that's post the and you're saying about the standard of football. Is he going to have, Shankers, is he going to have that same impact of being able to bring in the kind of similar level of player? But let's face it, a lot of Celtic fans thought this deal was done. A lot of Celtic fans were, were thinking, who's Eddie Howe going to bring in? How many Bournemouth players is he going to bring in? Who's he going to bring in for his contacts down south? It's a big kind of difference. I'm not saying this guy, this guy might have amazing connections in the, in the Asia and the Middle East and things like that. We don't know, but it's a big, big difference with what we, what we thought this time last week. I will, but I've got to agree. I think if, if Eddie Hill's in, 
think just be for managing in England in the Championship or, or uh, even League One or the Premier League, you have a, a wide, wide range of players. So, who maybe they were bring them to Bournemouth, maybe they were already playing with Bournemouth, he was at Burnley as well. I think it's totally different. I'm not saying there's no good players in Asia and Japan and Australia. I just think for what Celtic need in, in the British game, it suited to maybe some players down south who would be in Eddie Howe's mindset. I think Eddie Howe would have been watching Celtic for afar. He would have probably knew two or three players that he was going to bring in already and maybe even go as far as having deals in place ready to go through Yeah, because he was so certain that he probably, see the position that he was put in, say, getting new, the background stuff, he probably thought that'll happen, like, I'll, I'll get that and it'll be okay because they're wanting me in and then all of a sudden they'll know and they're flipping to this, the, the guy, the ex-Australian manager. It's, it is totally different. It's, it's no as if they went, right, we're not going to Eddie Howe, we'll go with another manager who was down south and it's, Eddie Howe's maybe a better manager but contacts and the, the players and the scouting and stuff are maybe around about the same but it's almost one end of the scale to the other. Like, they're two complete opposite managers, totally different managing careers. One's managed internationally. Uh, his last club was a team in Japan and stuff like that. It's, let's get no get me wrong. He's going to be well known, and I'm not saying he's no highly rated. I just it's just two totally different ends of the scale for me. One minute you're going to Eddie Howe, who's done quite well domestically with Bournemouth. Uh, Knows, knows the game and probably, as I said, been watching Celtic for far to a guy who probably two weeks ago, this guy probably never even thought he had a chance of being and the Celtic manager. That's what and then the next well. thing, he is the manager. Aye, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you're, going for, you're going for Eddie Howe where you're saying he could have maybe had deals done. He could have had a plan of where to go. You know, and he wrap that up. Poster Coglu, maybe two days ago, didn't, he, didn't even thought, oh, that, I'm not getting this job anymore. I don't... I know, yeah, if he has the second, if he has plan B, mm-hmm. then he's immediately thrown into the limelight. He's going to need to rush about and get players in for th- in three weeks before the preseason starts. The Champions League qualify- qualifying starts at the end of July. It's it needs to be done fast. It needs to be like we've spoke we've spoke about Celtic dallying and dallying with Eddie Howe. We don't know the full story, but to go from having a plan in place to now where. You've got a guy, you've potentially got a guy in who's since Friday, he's only had Friday to maybe have a plan. Mm. The other thing, the thing is, as well, oh, sorry, the thi- <clears throat> sorry uh, Matt, the thing is as well, if we're current in the COVID restrictions and you're a manager coming in to bring players from Japan or that league, you're then going to cut that time in the training pitch yeah. down by b- b- them self-isolating or thinking for that. Celtic supporters will be thinking, I hope he's bringing over about six Sinsuke Nakamura's. Oh, that's the thing. I, that's, that's, oh. It needs to be, I think, though, as well. Okay, where do you, th- where do you kind of think about it? Do you think there's a potential for this to be a really kind of genius appointment because of the unknown? Or could it? Would you I think about this. Uh, sitting here thinking about this, 
We're talking about a guy who USA Galia six months managing you who hasn't got the knowledge of British football like Eddie Hill would have had. I think now, before Selgate, whatever, who are going to get any manager, if it is going to be a guy, I would be appointing a guy that got a football right now, and it would have to be somebody got with good knowledge of the play in the city. Definitely. Definitely. The guy that's been mentioned for that job is a, a guy by the name of Fergal Parkin. Thursday night, I, I've, I've heard this, and I'm not saying this is concrete, but Thursday night I've, I heard that Fergal Harkin and Eddie Howe had met. Right? So, yeah. Fergal Harkin, <laughs> if that's true, and I'm not saying it is true, that's just what I've heard. If Fergal Harkins then having to change plans to to appoint this this Apostacoglu, there's there's talk that there's a connection between them through the City Group, but there's also talk that there's a few names been passed over for this job, like Enzo Maresca, uh, Bordalas, who was a Getafe manager, now the Valencia manager, and the Spartak Moscow manager, whose name's just escaped me. They were all interviewed for the job. That is that is apparently the, the rumor, and. Because of the time Celtic took to appoint Eddie Howe, that these three guys have found other jobs and now aren't available. So, does it is that a kind of thing as well that Celtic have put all their eggs in Eddie in the kind of basket of appointing Eddie Howe that they haven't had a plan for the likes of Maresca who could have who's went on who's obviously went and took the Parma job like he would he have been a better option and maybe a safer option than a, a risk like kind of Postacoglu? One one of my concerns would be is. If Eddie Howe, when Eddie Howe got the, uh, sorry, he never got the job, but if Eddie Howe was in line just to get the job, Eddie Howe could possibly convince some of the players who are maybe on their way out of Celtic to stay. Yes. The appointment true. of this new manager, I think, they're, they're going to turn around and go, he's not going to convince me to stay. And it's that and unknown thing as well, isn't it? It's that I, I, it, as it's, it's like, it's like, I've probably ever to Rangers, a lot Gerard's a world-renowned name, so players who are looking to sign for the club or I'm maybe not keen on going to Rangers. Uh, I'm maybe not keen on going up to Scotland, but she's because it's Stephen Gerrard, I'll maybe give it a go and, and trust him. Whereas Eddie Howe, uh, no, whereas Eddie Howe, whereas the, the manager that's looking to be uh, appointed is uh, Edward, Ayer, Christie, people are going, you know what, I'm going to give this guy a chance here. I'm going to let him win my run. Whereas I think Ed Howe could possibly have done that. I really believe that. Although he's he's not been managing top clubs, etc. He's obviously, he's still a big name. Been talked about for other jobs in, in England for decent clubs. It was talk about Arsenal at one point when, when Wenger was, was leaving. So I think the only thing is, I don't know if this guy could convince the likes of Ayer, Edward Christie, etc. who team players that are looking to maybe go out the door I don't know if this new guy could come in and go right um, he's got the pull to convince him to stay for at least another year and play for him I, I, 
I don't know if they've caused maybe turning and go right. As Kyle says, this guy's only managed for six months in Europe. No. He's not really got a, a global um, background, a, a football, a, a world renowned name. So that would be my only worry that if players are maybe turning and go, right, this isn't a, a, a big name appointment. I'm going to go elsewhere here. Whereas I think Eddie Howe could possibly have convinced him. Do you think the director, the newly appointed director of football, has made a recommendation to the board about this guy? Potentially. I, but, I mean, it's kind of, the name hasn't really been lingering about for ages. It's just all of a sudden come out in area. So yeah, and it I, did I, come I, out of nowhere because it, was, there, was, there wasn't any mention of it, this, this, this kind of thing. Like yeah. Thursday night, there was, there was a wee whisper about how on Friday morning, but there was nothing. Until kind of maybe four o'clock, five o'clock, the name started to appear. Poster Coglu appeared in the betting first of all as well. I think like I think he became odds on relatively quickly, and that kind of was like, well, wait a minute, who's... it tells you a lot, doesn't it? Aye, well, how quick it was, and then after that, but I, I do, I do think there's something to do with a city group thing. Like if Fergal Harkin is the man they're, they're going to yeah. the right <laughs> of football. Fergal Harkin, I'm not saying it should have the final say. He should have been saying who the manager's going to be. Always say a director of football should have some input yeah. who the manager's going to be. So he's going to be recommended to the board to say, look, here's your guy here. And between the two of them, they might be able to go and attract players through that city organisation side of things. And there might be players sitting in the wings ready to come. Yeah, How do you fancy coming to Celtic to develop your career, etc., etc.? So um, as much as we are probably saying, oh, there's no, there's no that big marquee I, signing yeah, aspect behind the group, behind the kind of forty-eight hours or seventy-two hours of of action, and there might be possibly some I, decent players lined up to come in who we we might not know of them because of where they're playing in their current. Well, that's the thing you mentioned, and players probably <laughs> wouldn't have. Uh, when they have been when Nakamura come over to Scotland and Celtic, yeah, yeah. never thought he would have got on to be probably one of Celtic fans' favourites just for for the way he played football and his ability. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be a few things like that up this guy's sleeve that hidden gems almost as as they're called. So, yeah, high school Mark. Yeah, we're not talking here. We're not talking about. One or two things. No. Aye, we need a lot more. Aye. To make Celtic a better team. We're talking about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of players going in to go. 100%, Kyle. You're talking about players coming in to effectively get Celtic into the group stages of the Champions League. But that's my thing as well. How I think Shankers brought up a good point about Je- Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard got that bit of time because of his playing career, like he had that name. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Let's see. Get into the the group state, the qualification of the Champions League, which isn't that far away. It's only a month, a month and a half away until they they can qualify or start. A bad defeat in there, a bad start in the league. This the the guys not the Postecoglou's not get the name. To have the Gordon Strachanhood. Aye, the name to kind of build that kind of time. Aye, because that's what yeah. happened to Gordon Strachan, wasn't aye, it? He first yeah. came in and get, get dumped out of Europe and all of a sudden 
And then you saw it on the other side of the, the city as well when um Portuguese guy came in. Yeah, the Rangers and he got dumped out of Europe. And and you don't have that Gerard's got that time then and, and the concept of gimme time, gimme time, I've got it. Whereas you're right, this guy coming in, if he hits a, if he hits the ground running badly, then Aye. they'll they'll start to to turn. Because, because of, because of who he is. Who is this guy? Who, yeah. who, who appointed this guy? Where did he come from? What's this bloody blah? And 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 the cotton wool will just keep rolling, rolling, and rolling. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll mention the the board quickly just before we move on to our team of the season and awards. The board this season have got a lot of things wrong. Yeah. If this doesn't work, what does it say about the new the new regime with Dominic Mackay? It just it just starts that really it just gives him that bad start that for for him this could old. for him this is probably the worst possible start that he Aye. could have had because Celtic Eddie Howe was the name on every Celtic fan's uh, mouth Eddie Howe Eddie Howe Eddie Howe everybody thought it was done I think Celtic probably even thought it was done so for for this guy no. And, and Charlie's right, it, pro- it probably could be this director of football. It's, it's mentioned this guy and Dominic Mackay's not had to do it and putting full trust in him. Yeah. But it just it just doesn't look good on his behalf that he's he's came in, Eddie Howe was basically a done deal, and then all of a sudden it's off. There's a new guy in. It's probably no ideal for what he's wanting. He, everybody's it's in the board, etc., is relying on this job. Hey, this guy hitting the, the ground running in this job and it, it is huge pressure but there's always pressure when you're a manager of a club the size of Celtic definitely but this is a story that we're going to follow all week we'll try our best to keep you updated as much as possible let's move on we're obviously at the end of the season we're last show of this season Shankers you've been with me for a lot of the shows this season how much you enjoyed that this season it's been brilliant it's been eventful if at the start of the season, you, you told me this would how the season would pan out. I would be laughing. <laughs> uh, but it, it has been eventful. There's Scottish football, there's never a dull moment, I suppose, uh, as I say. But I never I never picked the season going the way it's went, yeah. with Rangers going unbeaten, Celtic no doing so well, St. Johnson winning both domestic cups. It's it has been a, another good season in Scottish football, and it's been good to to talk about it every week. Uh, I started the season uh, as uh, just married to Alison, and I finished the season as a father. So it's been a right good season <laughs> on uh, SM Media. Well, <laughs> what we do first? Will we do an award or the team of the year? Um, I would go team of the year. We'll go team of the year. We're all good with that. We're all good to we all yeah. good to start. Right, we'll go through that. We'll go around the, the panel before we get started. What formation are we going with? I'm going for a four three three. Kyle, what have you got? I went four three three. Four three three. Brilliant, Charlie. Who have we got? I'm old fashioned. Four four two. Docker. We are centre forward. Jankers. <laughs> <laughs> You're about the least old-fashioned guy on this show. <laughs> I'm going a 4-3-3 as well. Brilliant. Right, we'll start with our goalkeeper. I would say it's unanimous. It'll be all in, all in agreement, Alan McGregor. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. 
Shankers, yeah. what is about McGregor that's just this season he's just been outstanding? I think everybody knows how good a keeper he is. Whether we thought he still had this type of season in him at the age, the grand old age of 39, I would have probably said no, but they're about a clean sheets. Obviously, it helps with, with the season and the way the back four have played as well, but the amount of clean sheets, he, he literally is the one that stopped the ball getting in the net. So, 13 goals conceded all season in the league. Uh, I'm not saying it'll never be done again, but it's going to be right hard to, to uh, for somebody to emulate that as well. So I think it's, I think it is unanimous as you said that Alan McGregor. I don't think anybody associated with Scottish football or a fan of Scottish football would would disagree with that. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't put it better myself. Yeah. Charlie and Kyle, is there anything you want to add, in Alan McGregor? Can you go tell me if you want? The, the, the only thing I would say this season that, um, and this might sound, not only is he, he, he a shot stopper, but he's actually a goalkeeper. He makes saves. And one of the big things about, if you've got a back, if you're in the back four and you know you've got an organiser behind you and he takes no prisoners when he organises and that gives you confidence as well. So, yeah, Probably that's Kyle, what I would add. Kyle, you any, any what you add now, McGregor? For me, got a, a true particular save from me season and being incredible. Obviously, oh, you get a gift when yeah, I thought that you're incredible and you've got the one you... Uh, are we in Europe? Mm-hmm. Sparta Prague. Oh, Sparta Prague. No, it was Royal Antwerp. Antwerp. Aye, Antwerp. Antwerp. Save away from home in Europe. We're incredible. So I don't think I don't think there can be much argument when it comes to goalkeeper. Definitely, and he might pop up later because he might appear in another. I might. He might appear in an award. Right back, another no-brainer, Tavernier. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not, he is in mind. I'm not saying it's, I know, it's a no-brainer with the fact he's been involved defensively with the amount of clean sheets and the amount of goals and assists he's chipped in with. But, but John, when he, no. Johnson, any other season, he's probably up there for, for uh, team of the year, uh, for the season Definitely. he's had, scoring the winners in the cup final. He's, He's maybe harshly treated not to be involved in a Scotland squad. Uh, but he only scored goals in a cup final. Come on. <laughs> Straight in a well. Scotland squad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but he's other, any other season than this season, the way Tavernier's played in, in Sean and he's probably harshly uh, no involved in, in that. Uh, I would agree. I would agree with you. Uh, I was talking with Tavernier this season, as you say, just his start. He's assists, he's getting goals. He's, he's actually become better defensive. Aye, aye, that's, 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 that's the I big thing for me. He's, yes, he's, he's become, because his first couple of seasons, he was all over the place, if that's aye. the right thing to say. But now he knows when to go and he knows when to stay and tuck in now as well. And he's becoming a, a better defensive. And the one thing as well, I think, I think, and I did have a wee doubt about him when he was named captain, but see 
on the park is now a pre a leader a, a leader. You can yeah. see it. You can just see yeah. the difference in him. Like I, I, I don't think I was watching a, an interview thing and and Al says he's no one of the ones that's going about and pointing faces and shouting no. and that and no. the next thing. But he has just a presence. It's as if Aye. he. I, I remember a game earlier on in the season Celtic plays Johnson and. They were done when now Scott Brown came on, and it was as if everybody lifted Aye, because lift. he was yeah. on the park and ended up going to win. I can feel that with Avner as well, Rangers. He just sets high standards and demands it. And there's a lots of times Rangers have won this season, but they've not played well. And you can imagine them no, I'm not been happy with it, even though they've won. But just try to set that standard at Rangers, and it, it probably. Deserves it out of all the players for uh, over the years because he, he didn't have the best of starts. He wasn't great defensively. He was leaking a lot of goals, been at fault for a lot of goals, and he's had a hard time with, with some supporters. So it's probably pleasing to see that he's turned that around and and is probably up there for for some of the awards that, that's called later on. Definitely another man we might touch on later on. Kyle, left back now. This is a tough one because uh, there's there's two candidates here for me. I've struggled to split them, but I have come down on one. Kyle, who have you got for left back? I went with Josh Dodge. Okay. Yeah, snap. You went for Josh Dodge as well? Yeah. Right, okay. Kyle, what, about, what is it about Josh Dodge that's made him in your, in your team? I just think uh, he has been consistent for half the season uh, to be so young and play so many games this season. I quality of delivery is, is quite something for a player of his age. Yeah, definitely. I think he's been terrific this season. I've went with Barisic. I just think, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not disrespect. I think and Dodge has been terrific, but I love Borna Barisic, and I just think this season, look back and look back in some of the games, and I, I, I have the last couple of days. I've looked back as much as possible. I think Borna Barisic has just been a class, just been class this season. Some of his deliveries, particularly. That's that's the big thing. It's stuck. It's stuck out. Yeah. Is the deliveries aspect of it? I think he's, got, I think he's a world class crosser. I yeah. genuinely think that. But he spent a wee bit injured. Aye, and that's that's why that, that's that's kind of that's why I well. put Doig above him, um, because of the time he spent in the game. Um, but I think Doig will come up to that and proceed by that level. And mm-hmm. if he's managed correctly, if he's coached and managed correctly. Then you can see the potential in the boy, yeah. the young and he's boy. He's got a manager there who's going to stick by him and give him that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Shankers, who you got? Josh Doig. Josh Doig. So we've got Doig uh, as the I'm basing board. it on. Uh, he played eight games fewer. Uh, no, eight games. Sorry, five games fewer than Barisic. Mm-hmm. He's got three three less assists than Barisic, but you've got to, you've got to flip it and say Rangers have got. Probably Nine. 70% possession, 80% possession most of the time. Barisic is going to get into far more attacking positions and obviously you've got to expect them to, to have more assists. Um, they've both got, I think domestically, they've both got one goal as well. So 
I'm basing it on that. Plus, Roy, as Charlie said, uh, Barca played a few times this year as well. Uh, I know he played 33 times domestically, missing five games, but uh, I'm going in cups and that as well. Roy's a standout, and, and he's definitely involved. No, uh, I think that's I think that's totally fair. I think that's totally fair. Definitely, me too. I think it's it's, it's tough. It's because it's the tough, season, it's tough because the season Rangers have had all the players have got to be in contention. The ones that start all the time. But I think sometimes you've got to look outside the box and say for for the resources and and the players that other teams have and for him to stand out like that, it has yeah. to be up there in contention. Yeah, definitely. So Josh Dodge goes in at left back. I'll be surprised if he doesn't get a move in the summer. To be honest, I'm telling you. Yeah, definitely. I think I I think he's gonna have a terrific career. I think he's he, he's I don't disagree with Josh Dodge Benan. First centre back position, I think we'll all agree. Connor Goldson. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Shankers will come to you, Connor Goldson. What is it this season that's just because this season I think he's been on all level to his previous two at Rangers? I think when you look back the same with Tav when he first came in. Uh, when he first came in for the first couple of years he, he struggled. Uh, I think he's grew into a leader as well. Uh, although Tav's a captain when Tav's not playing Goldson's a captain and I think you can see that at the back I think a lot of the games this season when there's no crowd you can hear the players and he's one of the most yeah, vocal he's the ones he's, the he's one of the most vocal ones he's added some big goals as well and obviously you're going by the amount of clean sheets and stuff that they have defensively I think it has to be in I think it's an yeah. opening I think he stepped up a level this year as you he say played, played every single minute for like the last he's couple of years, con- he's been the constant of that team, and he's just—I don't think you can't have a man that season. Everything, just his goals, as you say, he's—you notice—he's an old-fashioned defender. Aye, you notice he's him. an old-fashioned defender. He puts the tackles in, and he very rarely goes to ground. But when he goes to ground, he times them. He wins his headers, and see when he gets the ball on the edge of the box, he gives it to the playmakers. I don't I don't want the World Cup pass 40 mm-hmm. yards or whatever for that side of things. There you go. You go and do it and I'll slip back into my, my position. An old-fashioned defender. Sometimes I like to... He just, see, see, sometimes he just goes and puts the ball out of play for a throw-in when he's on a pressure day. Right. He'll just try anything fancy, yeah. try to play out to the back or go back to the goalie. Stephen needs to go out. He'll go out and at the end of the day, that's... A defender, you're not there to look good. You're there to defend, and he's done well this season. Definitely. Who partners him? Uh, Kyle, who you got? I've got two. I've, I but, can't, I've, I've made a decision. Can't but, them, but, but, Kyle, who you got? I can't work it out, but we go out. I went with getting kids. Okay. Brilliant. Well, what's, how important has he been to St Johnson, do you think? I just think uh, we'll come on to St Johnson. <coughs> we might come on to St Johnson, but we're on with other packages mm-hmm. of the world. But I just 
Celtics when he, when he was kind of under pressure and stuff. He always seemed to go to ground trying to get the free kick. I just think, I, I think I can see that point of view, but I just think at times he's a terrific yeah. defender. But I'm going to, I'm going to, it's hard to say, but who are we going with here? We need to, we need to get a split team. We've all went for a, a kind of separate player. Who gets I, think I think everybody's got a, a fair enough point with each, each one. Uh, see, to be honest, Kyle, uh, oh, we've got a greeting baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Dad, I've only done 10 keepy-uppies. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we've, we've decided we're going to go with Jason Kerr. He's going to complete our team. So we've got a back four of Tavernier, Goldson, Kerr and Doidge. We'll move into midfield. We'll start off with our first position. Stephen Davis is the first name in my team. Are we all in agreement with Stephen Davis? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kyle Davis is straight in. Kyle Davis this season, obviously has been kind of a rock in the midfield for Rangers. What is it about him this season? It's just he's just kind of took his game to another level again. Game season got it has been absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I say that God, I don't get me on your pitch. I mean he has King mm-hmm. He has kept me for immensely fit. We're talking about a guy who got go away playing football. Yeah, exactly. He's got uh, 40 appearances he's made, isn't it? Definitely. Davis is straight in for, yeah. for us. I think we're all in agreement. Charlie, you've obviously got two midfielders, centre midfielders. Who's your second centre midfielder? Kamara. Kamara. Are we all Glenn in Kamara. Aye, uh, Kamara's in mine as well. Is he in yours, Kyle? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I've got Glenn Kamara as well. Charlie, what about Glenn Kamara this season? Really stepped up. Really stepped up. When people looked at coming for Dundee and what can he, what can he bring... It, it, it puts you in mind the, the, the person seeing difficult situations, give him the ball. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he doesn't give the ball away and he fins that pass and he's nice and slick um, and he can read a game. He really, for a, for a young boy in, in, in that frame of mind, he can really, really read a game and also he can put in a tackle as well. And for there, so he's, he's effectively your kind of all round midfielder. And the good thing about it is he knows when to go because Davis will cover in behind. And also, the odd time when Davis has went, he's covered in behind as well. Yeah, definitely. So they two work together. And sometimes, when you look at your two midfielders, they really need to work together, they really need to, to be of a, a, a similar player. 
definitely. The third centre midfield position is the one that's that's kind of stumped me. I'm between. I'm actually between four, and I've still not fully decided. So I'm hoping one of you can decide for me. Shankers, who have you got in the third centre midfield position? I'm between two. One of them has had an exceptional season from when he was introduced to the team until the end of the season, and he was rewarded with a Scotland call-up, David Turnbull. Mm-hmm. But I've went with Ali McCann at St. Johnson. Yeah. Because I think for Sunday, I think he's about 21. No, 20. Is it 24? Sorry, 24. I think just, I, 20, I think maybe just 12, 24. Yeah. I, but he's, he's really like stepped up. Mm-hmm. And when, when counted, uh, St. Johnson, I've normally got like Murray Davison in there. Uh, you've got Craig Bryson as well, but he, Murray Davison, Craig Bryson, haven't really had much of a look in. Uh, Ali McCann's been in there. I think he's, he's no, he's no one of the technically. He's obviously very technically gifted, but he's got a real dirty side about him too. He works hard. He goes and presses people. Goes right in their faces. No. It doesn't go up to them in one of the pressing ones where you run up and you let your man just break to the side. He goes up, he bites in, he gets a few bookings and that for it, but you don't mind that. That's obviously the way the way he likes to play that. He's obviously done well to get into the the Northern Ireland squad as well when you've got the likes of Davis, Davis in the squads too. And he couldn't have learned that somebody better when he's gone in the international no. so in the same position as well. So and to play Midfield and a St. Johnson team who's went and finished fifth for the bottom of the league and to go and win two domestic trophies uh, and be a massive, massive player throughout the whole season. I think he deserves to be in there. Yeah, couldn't have put it better myself. Kyle, who have you got in the third centre midfield position? I went with Gavin Campbell. Okay. Yeah. What about him? Yeah. What, why, why is he in it? It's purely because. And a poor season for Celtic. He has been the one guy out for me. Yeah. He, he has all the boiler with the first move to we're maybe going in uh, injury and not getting. He went back to Marlow. He got his hug up. We go for Marlow again. Get the move to Celtic. Can't get in the Celtic team much that way. But when he got in, got. He made it impossible for himself to be dropped mm-hmm. from that token. And that takes a lot of mentality mm-hmm. as well as the quality of football. That's why he's in my team this year. Brilliant. I couldn't agree. I think I couldn't agree more with, with that. Turnbull McCann, they're, they're both, they're both kind of in my conversation. Lewis Ferguson, I want to give a special mention to. I think he's been, a, again, one good sign of a poor Aberdeen team. I think if it wasn't for Lewis Ferguson, there would have been even less goals. Yeah, He's another player who's probably going to go on and have a good career. 
whether it's in Scotland or down south, we don't know, but he's been a, a really, really good player for Aberdeen. I think he's actually stepped up a gear this season. Joe Aribo as well, another terrific player this season. I think he's stepped mm-hmm. up a lot. I think uh, he's had goals. I think you've saw this season. He's I've said about I've said about this Rangers team the, before this season. I thought create, creatively, I think they needed a improvement. Joe Aribo stepped up and, and filled up a lot of that. The only thing that's not an issue, but the only thing with Aribo is he's not really Although he has a title, a centre midfield player, a lot of the time he's played off the right played or the left aye. or in behind the striker. He's played left back a few times. I just, if he played centre mid all season, it would probably be there or thereabouts. It's just, I don't know if I could have stuck him in as a centre mid. When a lot of the time, and especially big games away from home, Gerard plays him out on the wide right. Aye. I don't know if he, he, he prefers him tracking back and stuff like that to... Hadji, away in Europe a lot of times, Aribo was played off the right as well. He's a good ball carrier uh, off the right as well. I, I really don't know where he's, where I prefer him best, whether it's off that right-hand side. I think he's got that versatility is, I, that he can do. I think both. in the middle, a, a game at home in the league against maybe a lesser opposition suits him in the middle getting the ball, mm-hmm. but I think a big, tough, physical away game in Europe or Parkhead or something, I think he's, he's suited off the right-hand side. Yeah, definitely. But I'm going to, I'm going to agree with Kyle. And I'm going to put David Tumble in because I do think he's been the best player, Celt- best Celtic player this season. Uh, I think I was, it was quite bad the fact he didn't get in the team before the Lille game. Since the Lille game, as Kyle said, it's been hard to kick him out. Mm-hmm. One th- one wee thing about Tumble is I think obviously he's going to the Euros. He will big ga- big games. It hasn't been over. Never well. turned up in the Scottish Cup I, final. Aye, yeah. but I think he, I think that he will. I think he's again a lot of players still are, are kind of raw in that regard. It's it does take Rangers, them a while. The Rangers games as well. He never yeah. really showed the, the quality that he that you know he's capable. Of. But one of the things I think about David Dunbar is I think he's one of the players that whether he's playing against uh, a League Two team in the Scottish Cup or he's playing against England at Wembley. I think he would still always try and play the same way and Aye. do the same thing. Yeah. That it faces him, and I think that's a good thing, and and probably a good attribute to have if he's gone up to play with Scotland. So if he gets thrown on at the deep end against England or Croatia, or whatever, I think he has got something in the locker that he could he can he can change a game. I, I just think no nothing really faces him, and that's a really good attribute to have. Yeah, uh, I think I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to be the kind of main man in that Celtic midfield going forward. I think he is. Aye, aye, he's going to be the, the man in the, the kind of main man in there. I think he has. He has, he's got a lot of potential. He's just going to get better and better. But he's been the a really big player for Celtic in a poor season. So tumbles in for me. Left wing away. All in agreement here with Ryan Kent. Yes. I've, I, I was quite impressed with Ryan Hedges until he got injured. Me too. I, I, thought, he was, I, me too. I thought he really, really fired Aberdeen. Really, really fired them. Scored a, a few goals as well. But then they, get, they really get a bad injury and, and I think he's only really coming back into... He, he picked up maybe the last three or four games and he managed to go on his score sheet and stuff like that. If he'd have had a full season, I think he would have been chatting out a bit. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think he's done, he did really well before his injury. Shankles, who have you got? See, it's a toss-up between Ryan Kent or playing Nisbet off the left. Right, OK. I think Nisbet's goals in, that, in a Hibs team 
as I said before, only creating the chances that Rangers are creating. They're not got the ball as much as what Rangers have. Um, ideally, you could fit them both in, but I think I've got Roof and Morelos uh, as other two up front. So I, okay. I think they can be. They, I don't think there's an argument. In my opinion, I don't think there's an argument for them. So it's between Kent and Nisbet. And I think just as a striker, as a forward thinking player, goals win the games. And Nisbet's goals this season of probably cemented Hibs in, in third place and, and got them to some cup finals as well, although they didn't go and win it. And I think he'll be a, a highly sought after man in, in the I'll summer. Be, and if he's at the thing that's probably sealed it to be in my team is he's been rewarded with a Scotland call up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah, other people agree with. It. I know his his goals and, and stuff have have probably merited them to be in that team rather than the likes of Ali Griffiths or someone like who has nearly really got a minute to do as well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Nasbis might be going to pop up mine later on. But Kyle Ryan Kent, are you put me what made you put Kent in? Kent, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a number that he has, has got a team that he can have in the future. Mm-hmm. It is a good for me in the seasons but yes, yeah, for me, he has been a really consistent performer. I think that as well. I, do, I think that year he has stepped up and provided a bit more consistency. He's always trying to do something. He's always trying to get involved. I think of Hadji's, we're probably going to have a bit of a debate about Hadji in mean, a minute or two, but Kent's <laughs> always trying to do something. He's always... and I, I don't... I don't think I've ever seen a player, and I mean, in as a, as much as watching football, that I've ever seen so comfortable in a one v one position. Aye. And yeah. and I I totally believe that he can go past the man every single time. Mm-hmm. I think but he believes it as well. I I, I I think that's a, a right good attribute of, and I think it must put the fear of God and and the defender when when you're coming up against him like he can go he could easily go past me every single time. Mm-hmm. He, he can go left. Can go right, so two foot it as well. Uh, I think it's a real nightmare for a defender. And do you know, I think as well, like Rangers having a player at a long time that I think scares Celtic defenders. I think he, I think he does. I think that's what's I've noticed. He has that ability. Like he's obviously was terrific the last last couple of seasons, but that season's just just something about him. I think he's just stepped up. But are we going to be two votes for Kent? Is Kent going again? We're we're full team. Is who is? Who was who did you vote for? Sorry, Ken. I put I'm putting Ken and I just right. I, I can see everybody's it, it point was, of view. It was between I, him and this, but for me, I, I think it's it's hard to hard to it was hard to split them. It was just Nisbet with more goals. Nah, for me was in there, but yeah. Ken had nine assists, eight goals or something in the league. It, it, it is hard. He's, he's a match winner on his on his day. Yeah. But then for me. You mentioned the uh, comparison between Ryan King and Hagen. The thing for me is 
obviously he was he was injured as well for a spell. So he's in for me. I think one of his qualities is he can play anywhere up along the front line as well. I think that's important for a player. He's not just set in stone. I think most players nowadays can do that, can play anywhere across the front three, but, but he's in for me. Yeah, I think Ruth I think probably it's hard with Boyle as well. Aye. Boyle could have easily been in there for. I think he scored some fourteen goals all season, something like that. In all competition, I think it was like 12, 12 in the league and two in the cup or something like that. Mm-hmm. But a Hibs team, as I go back and say, who are who are weaker than Rangers have not got as much of the ball and stuff like that. So it's hard to split them. It's hard in this team because nah, no. there's ah, so many can... players that you could have in and so many different arguments for each different player. So it's hard to, to get a set of one. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree if, if Martin Boyle was in it as well. You'd like to see them play out in a game, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Right, good game, but we're going to yeah. roof. On you go, Kyle, sorry. Get to go back on your roof point if I may. I think the season has taken a lot of the pressure away from the own. Aye, yeah, I, totally I think that's good. Don't agree. Because before we came in, even the Morales was the number one. Gaga, who would always be the one that in the thing with the wire. Mm-hmm. I think Rift has helped me with can see the bug in the light on that one. Yeah, I think that as well. I, th- I do think he's been really, really good. I think the only thing, the only reason he didn't make mine was just he's kind of been off and on with injuries. I think he's, he's not been. Kind of a, a full kind of season, but he's not played a full season. Whereas Brian Boyle's played every game as well. Ah, he'll be there or there. But Kyle's ah. point is great with the taking pressure off Morelos. Ah, totally. Yeah, because Morelos has been asked goals. to, yeah, Morelos has been asked to change to do a wee different role. Ah, yeah. adapt his game by dropping yeah. deep and stuff like that. So yeah, he was he was a couple of years ago. If we took Morelos, out, Rangers would be what they bottom half table team. Yeah, that way, so. Uh, as as he has taken the taking the pressure off him, so that points forward. Definitely, but uh, Ruth, point for Boyle with me as an ex referee, he's starting to dive too much. He done it in the <laughs> cup final, semi against in the cup final, didn't he? St Johnson as well. He done it, and the, the thing is, when he went down, he did. In fact, was that was that cup final against St Johnson? Was it was in the semi? He got down and he, you know when they just walk up and walk away that Ken, Ken himself yeah. have done it they didn't even challenge it at all it must be see for a referee it must be murder because I'm not saying they can, they're going to get caught but there is going to be time where if he's going to do like that there is going to be a time where some, one of the referees is going to get caught and put the angle they're looking at and whatever is going to look as if there's contact there 100% man. If you get that reputation about yourself, then making the referee's decision easier because he's going to have that doubt he's, well, he's died yeah. four times before, so that could be another one. And he's also <laughs> going to lose it in that stone wall penalty. Aye, aye, because aye, 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 he's aye, well, no, no, pal, you've been doing far too <laughs> often. Not today with your pace. You just can stood we, there and dived. Can, yeah. we, can, can I, can I, can I, can I 
Yeah, you've you've got to look at the incident as it happens. But a great thing is when you're in the dressing room checking players' equipment. Now, professional players will have nothing wrong with their equipment. They'll not be missing studs and things like that. So when you go and check his studs, you just look him in the eye and say, I hope you're not diving the day, pal. <laughs> and that's, that plants the seed in his head that you know. And But you've got to judge the incident as it happens. Yeah, definitely. We'll move on to our final position striker before we get into our awards. I'm going with Kevin Nisbet. It was a toss-up because you could have had three here. You could have had Edward for his goals, but I think his performances haven't... He's, it could, Edward could have been so much better last season. Uh, yes. I think there's there's probably more to be revealed about that, but at times Edward's unplayable, but I just haven't seen enough of it. But as you say, he's a top goal scorer. Morelos, first half of the season, they wouldn't have made this team, but his second half of the season, I think he massively stepped up and became a vital part of that Rangers team. But I think Kevin Nisbet has been probably just the standout for me up front. I think he has just his early goals at the start of the season. Mourinho obviously about the move to Birmingham. There was a few weeks where he, he was kind of... He was through the dummy at the pram, didn't he? I, I, I think Aye. so. But he did come back into the team and he has been important to, to him in the second half of the season. I think he compliments Doyle really well, who also deserves a wee mention for how good he's been this season. But Nisbet, for me, just edges it. Shankers, who have you got? I've got Morelos in just for the fact that the second half of the season, Rangers gone into January. They obviously had old firm and then I think Rangers were away to Motherwell, Aberdeen and Hibs straight after that. And there was huge pressure. Will Rangers come through? Come through. Uh, I know there wasn't a January break, but there's been a few blips over the last few years after January. Rangers come through it in this game. Uh, and I, although he's, he's not scored, he's scored 25, 30 goals, I think Charlie says he's, he's adopted another, he's not no adopted another position, but an, another role in the team. He's dropping deep, linking it up and stuff like that. And, He's maybe not been as selfish as what he was before. Sometimes when, when he didn't score a goal, he looked as if he was going to bust out greeting when he was coming off the park. And that's always a good thing because he's wanting to score them in, but he's bringing other players into the game. And I think just for that other side of the game, that he's adapted and brought the likes of Kent and Roof, who went on to score score goals and, and Aribo and Hadji, etc. I think for him bringing other players into the game and and just his all-round game rather than his prolific goal scoring for the second half of the season. And he scored some big goals. They go away to Livingston to win 1-0. There is some big goals he has scored in there, but uh, just for his all-round game in the second half of the season, uh, Barrelos is in the team for me. But you, you've got, you're saying up against Nisbet. I've got Nisbet in my team. Aye, I know. Playing off the left anyway, so Aye. that was probably how Morelos is playing through the middle for me. Right. Charlie, you've obviously said Edward and Ruth. <laughs> Yeah, Edward. Um, if you watched him when the transfer went, every time the transfer window closed, he upped his game, and and it was as if right, I'm playing for the next transfer window. I'm playing for the next transfer window. But 
ultimately inside that penalty box, one one yard and it's a shot, it's a goal. Aye. And sometimes his goals really did dig Celtic out of, of, of problems or, or get the result or, or take it for there. He's still a quality player uh, and, it, and that's what you look for. Edward's a type of guy who can hang about the edge of the penalty box and get that. And that and it, it can and that's where Roof would go in behind. Edward would yeah. come short and Roof would go in behind. So that when it spins, he's either got the shot or the ball in. But you want your you want your tallies man, you want your top man to be able to come for the goals are. And I think that's what Edward's got. How does Celtic replace him if he goes away in the summer trial? Because what he's what he's brung to them over the last few years. I mean, we're talking about the guy, the, the guy who's linked with the job a bit. He's know how yeah. and his knowledge of players and stuff like that. Is yeah. he capable of going out and replacing him? Is it was Eddie how even capable of going out and replacing well, him? Well, that's the thing. That, well? That's the thing about it because when you look at it, who was the big Celtic scorer before Edward? Dembele. Dumbelli. Yep. So you, 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 you can better than me, Mark. That you look at your style of play, and you look at that player to fit your style of play. And over the period of time, Dumbelli and Edward have suited Celtic style of play. Mm-hmm. So to go out and get your twenty twenty five goal striker in this era where money does talk. You're, you're into twenty million pound for a for a striker, and does Celtic want to spend twenty million pound on a striker? But ultimately, they want to get into the Champions League, so you might have to do that. Where is do you go? No, he's away, isn't he? He's gone to the MLS. He's a, is he? He's he's going away, and there's a couple of other ones that are 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 getting moved out as well. So. Who do you get to replace him? The answer to that, Mark, I don't, I know, don't know. But there's nobody, there's nobody filtering through. Is that Kevin Nisbet somebody that he could go and can he go and be Celtic's number nine for the next few years? No, not at this present moment in time. I think you've got, I said earlier, I said the last time I was on the show, you've got to let players develop at that level and find yeah. their feet. Mm-hmm. And then think about moving on to the next level. And um, we saw that with Nisbet. Oh, I'm not getting my move to Birmingham. So the dummy did go at the pram for a couple of weeks until somebody said, "Look, just stick in with it, and we'll and we'll go for there, and we'll we'll try and get you." Um, but if you cast your mind back to to uh, oh, what was his Dick Advocate? Dick Advocate uh, saw all the good strikers in Scotland and bought them up, and says, I- "Right." So this is this is how we're going to play with regards to, to that side. So again, it depends what the, the new manager at Celtics is going to come in, because we've seen times as well. What was the young boy, um, Celtic striker? He was going to be the next thing. They played him at wide left. Ra- no, Ralston Johnson. Uh, yeah, Mikey Johnson. Mikey Johnson. Uh, they thought he was going to be the next, but it didn't develop and stuff like that because. That didn't suit. He didn't suit Celtic style of play. Right, yeah, definitely. We're hoping to be joined back by Kyle shortly. So Kevin Nisbet probably just makes for team. We'll ask Kyle his a his opinion when he comes back on. So we're gonna just go with, with our team: McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Kerr, Doidge, Kamara, Davis, Tumble, Roof, Nisbet, Kent, 
solid team, isn't it? It's, yeah. It is a, a good, strong team. You can't really argue with any. There's, there's obviously a couple of players you could, you could go like for like with somebody else, but I, I, I just find it hard to argue with that finishing team. Everybody's had a outstanding season for their own, for their own reasons in there, so I can't really argue with Definitely. Kyle, who have you got up front in your team of the year? Uh, we talk about Kyle, we talk about Ruth. Uh, I've went next, but okay. I will go. I just think I would go here to do a hedge game season. Uh, for the piglet, this got it. It was back uh, when the Superman came, had came down with COVID. Oh, uh, nice. And the pig helps and piglet. Uh, we are the young world and keeping it but going back here, but it was a lot more than going back but it's all in play. It's one cup play with guys and boy was Really, something good out to me like uh, I have watched a lot of hubs on the TV as well. To go from a championship and then to make a gap up to the championship is not always an easy condition, and you could argue that may get work a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. Than what it is. Definitely, Kevin. That's about rounds off our team, so we're just going to through our, our full team that we've all kind of agreed on: McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Gear, Doidge, Kamara, Davis, Turnbull, Roof, Nisbet, and Kent. Pretty, pretty good team. We've done really well there. We'll move on to our, our year-end awards. We've, in, we've got a panel of experts to pick their nominations for us, so we're just going to get through them one at a time. We'll start off with our SPFL Manager of the Year. Now, this is obviously not the Premiership. This is the three leagues below. We've settled in four nominations. Dick Campbell, John McGlynn, Stuart Petrie and Ray McKinnon. Me and Shankers are going to vote for our best friend, Dick Campbell, aren't we? Dick Campbell, right? I think it's a hard one, that, because when you're taking into account the three leagues, Aye. Uh, but I, I've, I've actually got somebody else doing. Really? <laughs> I'm surprised that. I've yeah. got James McPake doing. Okay. Okay. Just, I think, I think it didn't stand a chance of winning the league because of how strong hearts were. Aye. I think the only other option they had was going via the playoffs and to go and do it against, I think Kelly are a, a good team, and, and Kyle will laugh at you, especially. 
Come, I'm not saying Kelly are a right good team for that league. Like, <laughs> like, like Hamilton, Hamilton, I think, would have been an easier game for uh, Dundee. I think they were up against a Kelly team with some very good players. Mm-hmm. Bill Lafferty, Chris Buck, Mackenzie, Kelty, all good, all good players. Uh, so I think to take them up through the playoffs. Again, Kelly only had to play the two games against Dundee. Dundee had to come up against, I think it was a race, I think it was Rafe Rovers who done really well in the league. Mm-hmm. I think to, to beat them first and foremost was was very good in itself. And to go and beat Kilmarnock, although Kilmarnock would deflate it, Kyle Lafferty, a top player, scored a lot of goals. Probably if it wasn't for him, they would have been straight down. So thanks for James McPike to take Dundee up through the playoffs. Kilmarnock were probably, probably favourites for ever the two, ever piece of two games were probably favourites for that. So I think for him to take them up up to the SPFL uh, through the playoffs, I think was was warranted. Uh, yeah, man, yeah, SPFL manager of the year. Yeah, he's done a terrific job. I'm going with Dak Campbell. Just any manager in a part with a part-time team that keeps a team in the championship, I think, deserves a lot of credit. Plus the uh, fact he's been on here and he's a legend. <laughs> he's a character. All four, all four of the nominations we had, James McPake as well, deserve a lot of credit as well. Yeah. Sure, P. Freeman is obviously another team who who done really well this season, considering their budget. Dak Campbell for me. Charlie, who have you got in the your SPFL manager of the year? I've went for McPake as well because okay. seeing seen November, Dundee fans want to have it. They right. wanted them out. It wasn't under pressure. They wanted them out. The standard of football was rubbish. It was shocking. They, they were bottom. I think they were seventh or something. They were away down. Uh, and was everybody awesome. was calling for them. And then he got the wee couple of results. Then he brought in um, the boy up front. Oh, God. Oh. Came, was it Rangers? Went down south, come back up. Cummins. Oh. Cummins. They brought him in and started to to kind of fire. Charlie Adams is obviously the the lynch about who they work with. He's had a great great season. And you're right, they blew Wraith Rovers away in the playoff and they blew Kelly away. I I, I thought that was a a fantastic result, not only in the goals, but the performance Performance, was, was unbelievable. So, yeah, a lot of credit for somebody who... The fans wanted him out, and he's got them into the Premiership. Definitely. Kyle, who have you got for your manager of the year in the SPFL? Yeah. Uh, we are taking a cup argument here. Okay, so James McPhee wins it. I guess so. I guess not give pig how you I go my game. So can come to the game a mark have broken about Come on, beat Kilmarnock twice 
Once home and once away. And Kickerboy and both of those games got more comfortable mm-hmm. than they did. I think he deserves a lot of credit. Definitely. I think yeah, James McPate wins it. Obviously, three votes. His job at Dundee has actually been, been a great job, actually, considering, as you say, Kilmarnock, beating a, a Kilmarnock team who, who were favourites. The, the, the core won. of that team finished up a few Aye. years ago as well. Uh, exactly. To say, obviously, they were pure deflated and, and get into the playoffs in a, in a terrible uh, run of form. But it, it, it's always favourable for the for the SPF, uh, SPL team to, to stay up. Uh, just the playoffs gone in favour with them only playing two games and, and Dundee having to come through a few. So, yeah. so James McPate wins that. We'll move on to our SWPL Player of the Year. The four nominees we had were Zoe Ness, Kirsty Howitt, Donna Patterson and Natalie Ross. Charlie, I'm going to come to you first with this one. Who's your SWPL Player of the Year? There's a few that you could rattle off for there. Yeah, but from the nominations... Hardest, one. Yeah, from the nominations, I think... And and probably this is a, 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 a I'll apologise the next time I see to Kirsty, but Kirsty was a goal scorer, and when she started, she really started banging in the goals, coming Glasgow City and then moving to Rangers. But then she done her her, her, her ACL in in the the old firm game, and they've missed her. And it's the and it's you're actually judging her by the biggest miss. Um, for there, which is maybe doing her a wee bit of a, a disservice. So I would go for, I would go for Kirsty. Sean, Kirsty, you might have a mention on this. See, be totally honest, Scott. Right? I've only watched a few of the women's games for the reason that I said before. My one of my best pals, uh, Missy's plays for Celtic. Rachel, uh, Rachel's been on the show obviously before you. You got her on, so uh, it, it is tough, and but. Charlie is your man and that if anybody knows anything about the women's game it's him so you couldn't have him better on to, to judge that on as I said I've not really seen a lot it's hard for me to, to pick one so I think if Charlie uh, Charlie's opinion is probably one of the best opinions that you can get on on the show uh, about the women's game I only watch the women's game because my daughter's playing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch how you rephrase that. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. aye. <laughs> Kyle, what's your thoughts on this this award? Do you get any anything you want to mention about the SWPL Player of the Year? Um, I'm with I'm with Mark and I've only seen a couple of games this season. So Charlie's probably a bit and for that one, but what I would say on not on prayer year for the women's week, but what I would say I got it going to be BBC and I got to show highlights. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The women's um, game, the, the women's game is starting to move forward in the right directions. Absolutely. Obviously, in the back of the the World Cup, massively disappointing that we didn't get to to this Euros and for there. So, hopefully, that the, the girls and and again, 
we talk about the Celtic job, there's the women's national team without a manager for nigh on, what, five months now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for there. Definitely. Zoe Ness won the fans' vote, so I think Zoe, uh, Kirsty Howitt and Zoe Ness were probably neck and neck, but we're going to give it to Kirsty Howitt. But again, it's just there it was another award that was tough to separate. Zoe Ness had a terrific season. All four players on here, and there's many more. Chinchilla as well at Glasgow City, I think, has been terrific since she came in. She's come in well, and the other girl beside her as well. And yeah. um, she's she's come on. But I'll tell you, um, watch the wee girl who's just moved to four for Farmingtons to Celtic. We get all London. Yeah, watch her. Sixteen year old, and that's her getting through into to uh, Celtic's first team. London Pollard. Oh, uh, yeah. Things for there. So yeah, there's a lot of lot of good players coming, Definitely. obviously through. Brilliant. It's brilliant to get the as Kyle says, get the recognition. It's get to get kind of fans watching it, and hopefully more fans will tune in. So it's been, it's been brilliant. We've always started covering it as well. Christy Kerr's obviously done a terrific job covering it for. SM Media and we hope that continues going forward League 2 Player of the Year there's four nominees here David Gall at Queen's Park Andy Ryan Craig Thompson and Daryl Duffy Kyle who you got in this? Um, okay <laughs> Because I know I'm quite well I Difficult when 
if you're stop start, stop start uh, maybe if he would prefer playing all the time at that age. I know some some managers try and rest them, rest players for like at that age for other games, but he he finds that yeah, when you're constantly playing, is your body's just resting and it's ticking over and ticking over. So I think that'll probably be what Daryl Duffy's like as well. And and as you said, his goals for Sunrise were vital this season. And I wouldn't be surprised if if Stephen. You Farrell, see him at Dumbarton next season. Aye, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I wouldn't be surprised if Stevie Farrell takes him to Dumbarton well as well and tries to get a, a year out of him up there. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Obviously, we're split two votes each, and Daryl Duffy won the fans' votes. So I think we have to give it to Daryl Duffy. Right. League One Player of the Year. The four nominees we had were Mitchell Meganson, Joe Cardo, Graham Webster, and Thomas Rubea. Joe Cardo won the fans' vote. So I'm going to vote for Joe Cardo as well. I think he's been terrific. Obviously, Partick Thistle won the league. I think he's been their main man. Ian McCall raves about him as well. Says he's been basically the, the driving force of that team. Charlie, who have you got in League One Player of the Year? I've went for the Airdrie boy. I think he's in order Airdrie to beat Cove Rangers in the playoffs and and run Morton reasonably close. He had a couple of good games in that. Again, I haven't seen much of him live in that side, but. Uh, as I said to you, the last time I was on, there's scouts up watching him. I think he, he's obviously going to move. Where he moves, I don't know. He might even move to Celtic if the, if the new manager's seen him. Um, but no, for such a young boy, again, go and play your football and, and, and go and express yourself. A bit of freedom at Airdrie, if that's the right thing to say, but I gave it to him. Yeah, brilliant. Shankas, who you got? Um, I went with you. I'm Joe Cardo as well. I'm going to bring the age thing up again. 34 years, sir. 34 year old, 10 goals for midfield, a midfield goal scorer. It's hard to come by. 10 goals in 38 games, 15 of them uh, coming off the bench. So uh, I think I think for him at, at that age, it could have been so easy for him to, to down tools, maybe go somewhere, try and get a, a few quid for for the last wee while of the season, but to go and have a drive and get Partick back up into the championship and and they'll be looking to go one further and, and get in SPFL, uh, the SPL Premier League. So so Joe Cardo for me, uh, just say Dean McCall says he's a kind of driving force. He's got that kind of leadership qualities I've played against him a couple of times when he was at Dunferman. Mm-hmm. And he's like ah, he's he's a kind of nuisance on the part one of the players re- really busy. Uh, so he's always in your ear. That's a foul. That's a foul. That's a foul. Definitely. <laughs> Kyle, who you got for the one player of the year? You and Kyle going for me. Brilliant. I Joe Cardo. I just think Mark is a 34 year old. He's going to be in. Yeah, wherever he's been, he's been one of the main contributors to whatever country he's been at. So I just got to go for me. Brilliant. Joe Cardo wins the, wins the award for League One Player of the Year. Championship Player of the Year were four nominees were Liam Boyce, Regan Henry, Ewan Murray and Nikolai Todorov. I've went with Liam Boyce. I think he's in a Hearts team that's been up and down. I think he's been massive for Hearts. All, all four of these players have been terrific for their clubs. 
but I think Liam Boyce has been outstanding. His goals have been great. Just to see, he's far too good to be playing a championship, but obviously he'll go into the Premiership and be, I think he will be one of the top strikers of the championship this season. I think he's that good. Uh, the Premiership, I think he's that good. Shankers, who you got for championship player of the year? I've got Liam Boyce done as well. As you said, uh, about all his goals, 14 goals this season, 25 appearances. It's a great return. Hearts were always gonna, always gonna come up. I, I, don't, I think whether Liam Boyce or no, I think Hearts would have won the league. Thing is, see, I think Hearts are when they go up, they're just probably third along with Hibs and Aberdeen. They're fighting for that, that third best team in the country. Kind of thing. Liam Boyce, I think if he wasn't at Hearts, it'd be a perfect fit for somebody like Aberdeen losing Cosgrove. Mm. I think. I think as a number nine who who scores who scores a lots of goals at, at Ross County, done well done at Burton as well when he went down south. I think he could be vital for, for Hearts. I think Hearts will stay in the league anyway, but I think he'll be he'll have a big say and uh, where they finish in the league with, with his goals that he brings to the team. Definitely. William Boys two two votes so far. Kyle, who you got in the championship player of the year? Oh boy. I went out uh, nomination. Okay. Oh, well. I went Kelly Adam at Gringy. Okay. Oh, hi. Yeah. I think Kelly Adam has been. Since Kelly Adam has came out of Gringy. As soon as he came in here, he bet he got some really players around him has been doing it in terms of Kelly playing the champion league for Rangers, playing English Premier League. Charlie Adam gets Kyle's vote. Charlie, who you got? I'm going for a young boy, Hendry, on loan at Wraith Rovers. Mm-hmm. Now, guys, I would expect Liam Boyce to batter in goals and I would expect Aye. Charlie Adams to run the show. Mm-hmm. But see for a boy, guys, Mark, you'll ken better than me. See if you're going on loan to another club 
and you're trying to fit in there. I thought he just drove Wraith forward all the time and no fear to go and get on the ball and no fear to try things. And I think I might be doing them a disservice. I never saw a lot of them, but I think he would be a major contribution to where they finished in that league position. Aye. We just engine. See, you see a player with an engine, you're like, ah, give him the ball, mm-hmm. and then he's back in and recovering. And then he'll go back to his parent club, probably in a, a better. So the learning process that he's probably picked up in the season has been beneficial not only to playing on the park, but off the park as well. I've played against him a few times when we were young, and he's always one of the ones. He's left-footed, like, totally technically gifted. Uh-huh. Not, there's an old thing about left-footers. They're all like that, and it's hard to argue with it, but I think he's got that dirty side to his game as well for a centre midfield player. It's, it's always good to have, to have all the quality, but for somebody that, like, when you're playing in, in that championship, you have when you're playing in the middle, but you've got to have that dig and that fight and think, no be feared to fibble and I, pick up if, a couple of yellow cards. Yeah, cares, definitely. Yeah. He'll be getting back to Celtic and he'll if if I'm him, I'm not either give me a chance or you let me go somewhere else because he's too good to be going out and loan somewhere next year again. Like I think it has he's getting to that age now where he's had that this good a season that he needs to go get a Get a club, either be settled in the Celtic team, which I don't think you will because he's Dundon, Christie and McGregor and the like. So I think his best option is maybe to go and try and find a team and whether it's a Hearts or an Aberdeen or a Hibs or something like that because there will be teams snipping about him because they think he could maybe get him for, for good money because he, uh-huh. he's kind of doing the pecking order itself. So I think it would be good for him to go and, and get a club and try and settle in and, and become a first choice centre mid or whatever it is rather than going out and loan next year again and and being go yeah. back again a year later. Do you think then Mark do you think then Mark if Ryan Christie goes to Southampton he, he might be the he could he could go in there and slot in probably. It's like it's like almost you're not gonna find out until you until you, you give him the chance. Aye. And maybe a new manager will come in and be like that. What do you remember Andy Halliday says when he was at Rangers, Gerald come in and says to Halliday, I know you were out and loan at Azerbaijan, but I'm going to take you away in pre-season, you're a clean slate with me, and I'll, I'll dodge you for there. And mm-hmm. I think this new manager coming in, he could do that. This boy, Regan Henry, somebody could maybe say to him, by the way, he was a standout when he was out uh-huh. loan last year. He's worth having a look, and he's, whether he's away in pre-season, like he plays in a few games and you see him take it for there. I, think, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to... I'm not saying walk in straight away and go right now. I play or I don't. I won't see, uh, see how he does preseason and games, and and then assess the situation there. But I don't uh-huh. think going out and loan again to come back next year and and try again. Stunt the growth because you'll not go to a team like Wraith Rovers yeah. who suit his style of play. Aye, I if he makes that permanent move, aye, he's effectively closing like, the door. See somebody like Kilmarnock. Some who's just lost Gary Dick on the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. That boy's been a standout in the championship. Go, go and seen they're looking at the boy Armstrong that was at that Rafe Rovers as well. He's left the club and, and Kelly supposedly linked with him. So, so mm-hmm. the one they did, how many how he knows the division. Mark, uh, yep. Can I come in here and ask you two from 
won the fans vote and we've got two votes for Liam Boyce so again Liam Boyce wins because of the fan vote Pundit of the Year this was a wee intro this was a wee fun one just to give us a wee kind of bit of interesting look at the pundits in the show me and you only nominated Shankers until them were <laughs> oh you're joking Pundit of the Year with four nominees are Ali McCoy Chris Sutton Neil McCann and Shelley Kerr again it's an interesting one my vote goes for Shelley Kerr I think she's been a breath of fresh air and she was Premier Sports, I think she's been outstanding. Rangers TV, she's done some really good work as well. Friend of the show as well, so she she's been outstanding. Gets my vote. Charlie, who have you got? I've just went for Neil McCann. <laughs> and for that, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you listen to pundits, you, you, you want people to, to to draw you in, and when, when you're always on people invite you on to shows and stuff it's always you want to talk about things that draw them in and I just think Neil's a kind of passionate guy and and he, and he talks about a, a bit about being in that situation as well and and, and stuff and then he moved into his managerial at Inverness and also done a really good job at Inverness as well he done yeah because he done the things he spoke about and being being on the Friday night championship programme, seeing the teams, you would get a wee insight with regards right. to that setup. So I just yeah, I'd just went for Neil. Neil Shankers, who you got? Chris Boyd. Chris Boyd. Okay. See, see the only reason this makes it better, right? But see for a fan base to actively get a man put off the telly because he's annoying them for his antics on the telly. I think it's a real good bit of calling for that way. Andy but Walker wins it then. Andy Walker's got both sides against him. On a serious note, I have to agree. I think he's, his knowledge of the game is quality and, and I think he'll know be out of the game and commentating on football an awful, for an awful long time. I think somebody 
somebody could take him in. Whoever is, like, sir, I know Tommy Wright's going to be the commandant manager, but somebody like him, a job like that suits suits him, I think. Uh, he's, he's on Rangers TV a few times, so I listened to him then. He's, he's got a real knowledge about the game. And I think he's one of the guys as well that folk would, would like to go and play under. Aye. You know what I mean? And he's, he's one of the kind of likely guys that you would, you, would, you would go and work hard and fight for and run through a brick wall for. He's one of the, you know, I thought, but he's all the knowledge of the game and he speaks very, very well, Natalia. Definitely. Kyle, who you got? Ali McCoy. Um, <laughs> oh, Ali McCoy. I get, I I'll come in a cake and go and sing, but I just think I'll make a cake. He's the head of in the dugouts, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Down. I'm just going to ask everybody for their goal of the season. Mine's was Tavernier's free kick against the United. I just think the dip of that was brilliant. Just a brilliant goal. Deserves any any goal of the season award. Shankers, what you got for goal of the season? I, I, I'm not getting that to Tav because I've done that three or four times a season myself. So yeah, it's easy for you, Pat. Tavernier's learnt it after you. I can't give him goal of the season when. When I can do stuff like myself. <laughs> I went for Lawrence Shankland against St. Johnston. Snap. Uh, I think, it, as I said, a lot of players can do what Tav's done. Ryan Jack scored a good ball against Billy, but a load of players, if, he, if the ball falls there and you catch it sweet, a load of players did that. But it takes a right special, intelligent player to score a goal like, like Lawrence Shankland did. Receive the ball in the halfway line and have the vision to look up see a goalie off his line and have the courage in the first place to try it. Tell, I don't know if you watched the Kelly game on night. Tell Adam tried it really far and James yes, went absolutely yeah. mental at him. And you've seen them having a wee turn throw back to each other. And Tell Adam's done it quite a few times as well. But I think it just takes a wee bit of quality and, and imagination as well, plus courage to, to go and try that. And it, it was against Xander Clark, who's had an exceptional season himself. So... For me, Lawrence Shankland uh, is got my goal of the season. Brilliant. Kyle, who, who you got for goal of the season? No, we could. I couldn't. What? No. I thought that uh, 
Definitely, I think I'd, I'd remember that goal, brilliant goal. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to, with two votes each for Taverniers, and we have two votes for Lauren Shankland. Tough to splat, we'll probably get share that award. We'll move on to most improved player, Joe Aribo, Joe Newell, Scott Robinson, Ali McCann. I'm going for Ali McCann. I think he's had a terrific season for St. Johnson. Snap. Upped his game so much, I think he's been terrific. So Ali McCann, you're going with Ali McCann as well, Charlie? Yes, yeah. Young boy, right up through, doing well, and then to get the call up for his his national team as well. I think yeah. he scored tonight as well, didn't he? And he's just fitted in. Okay, yeah. you know I mean, you, you see when you look at a player, I'm big in body language. See when you look at, see when you line up, see as a referee when you line up against, and you look at players, eighty five percent is in body language, and you look at them and you think, aye, he he looks a player. And there's other people who just don't look a player. <laughs> but for him, yeah. Brilliant. Kyle, who you got for most improved player? Eh, uh, McCann. Alan McCann. Brilliant. Yeah. Simply because I can, I can only see him getting better. But nah, definitely. Uh, I think he's going to move on and be, do really well. Shankers, who you got? I've got Ali McCann, but I've also done next his name, Josh Doyd, just mm-hmm. because he's came on the scene. I wouldn't say, it's hard to say he's improved because I've not really seen what he was like in, throughout the years before. I think an improved player is maybe, he's been in the league for two or three years. He's had a steady couple of years and then he's just kind of awesomed, basically, like what Ali McCann's done. But I think for Doyd to come on the scene, uh, I'm going to see this book as this and have such a consistent season and then spoke spoke about for going and replacing the likes of Blacksell with Celtic, uh, going and playing with, with Celtic, even talk if Barisic went away, he could step in at Rangers as well. So to come, to come for, for, um, for Hibs, not really be spoke about as much of, of a top season like that and then we spoke about the move on as well. I don't know if it's as much as a, an improvement or or whatever. It's I think it's it's hard it's a hard award award to get most improved uh, player. So but I think probably Ali McCann just for being in the league for a few years and being a consistent player it's, it's not as if he's he was he was mudder for a couple of years and then he, all of a sudden he's became a good player. He, he was steady, steady. And then he's just come, come right on to a game and probably one of St. John's most important players for, for the Definitely. majority of the season. So it's unanimous for Ali McCann. We'll move on to signing of the season. Kamar Roof, David Turnbull, Kevin Nisbet, Sean Rooney, 
Shankers, who you got? Was it sorry? I never heard of there. Signing of the season, Ruth, Turnbull, Nisbet or Rooney? I've got Kevin Nisbet then. I've got Kevin I just, he was really good in the championship with Infirmland. Uh, very consistent. To step up to Hibs and continue that consistency, if no improve on that as well, uh, says a lot about him. And to be to be spoken about for going for a move to maybe even Birmingham or, or another team like Celtic or stuff like that, I think uh, merits him that award. Definitely. Kyle, who you got for signing of the season? I went showing me. Okay. Okay, I guess I got it. Okay, come from Inverness. I I'm not free for the first half of the season. I've got to tell you that he's going to play for the first half of the season because he has a boy, Mike Man Bingham, who is playing at the Johnson has to be the the moment of the season. I think 
St. Johnson double his moment this season, but St. Johnson's season as a whole, yeah, I 100%. think, I think uh, his moment of the season just, and I, I, I think, I'm not saying it will never happen again, but it'll be so hard to replicate what they've done for, for somebody with their budget to go and win a double uh, in the same season. 1990 was the last time we saw a, a team outside the old firm won the dot one both cups. The only, thing I would, the only thing I would like to add to, to Shankers is there is new manager, first managerial job. Aye, that is well. Exactly. Uh, where do you go for that, guys? Can you? I, I mean, is that. Yes. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> but on the. On the uh, uh, God. Will that buy you another season if you have a difficult season? Well, it should. Your luck. I. It should. It should. Kind uh, get, get you a couple of tokens in the bank. But yeah. I just remember earlier on the season, the game I was talking about. Johnson were up one 0 against Celtic. No, in fact, yeah. they were It was. It was no no. made a chance. They got one 0 hit the post, and then Lee Griffiths scored the header in the last minute. Mm-hmm. To, to go up 1-0 and it's eventually Celtic won 2-0 but see when Griffith scored they, they got 1-0 in the last minute St. Johnson were bottom of the league at the time Cameron went to Calvin Davidson and he just looked deflated he looked like a beaten man a man with the weight of the world on his shoulders at that stage of the season and that could have went the opposite way oh, he could have went on a slump and he could have ended up put, put a job so mm-hmm. I had to turn that around and go up the way finishing the, the top six fifth place Going one a double. I, I don't think anybody would argue with that. that but it that takes moment in this it takes a brave manager as well to stick with this is the formation, guys. Use other guys in the formation. Stick with me and believe you me, you'll reap the benefits. It takes a brave he, manager to, to to stick with that. I think he said at one point he says that wasn't the formation that he planned his playing as a Johnson manager, but he realized that was the players. The players that he had, that was information that suited the Good players that he had, and he stuck with it. And my God, what a job! Robinson at Motherwell said that as well when he first came in. He says, "This is not the standard of the the way I want to play, but I'm going to play this to keep myself in the Premier." Aye, aye. definitely. Yeah, I think St. Johnson won it as well. I think they've all three of the all three Scotland obviously qualifying for Euros. Alex and me, Kyle and Shankers have never seen it. So for that moment, I think that's a moment we'll we'll remember for a long, long time. Yeah. Oh, you go, Kyle, sorry. Yeah, one for me. Aye. Uh, got you say it. Tangos myself and you got I've never seen that before. And just that moment when you're giving Marshall, it wasn't even a penalty. So, it's Make a wake up at seven and 
Sometimes, guys, well, Mark is a, a player, sorry. Do you think sometimes your name's on the cup? Going to Ibrox and your goalie puts the header into the back of the Aye, net. It's almost written, in it? Do you think sometimes your name's on the cup? Aye, I, I, I think it's sometimes it could just be written. Even before the game, I, we can have put a prediction zone for it, and I'm going, Ibs team on paper looks a better team. I just think Ibs will be too strong for them and all that. But then there's an element of what a season they've had. They've, they've got Hibs' number in the semi before, finished the top six. Nobody's done the double for years. It's almost just written. And and it kind of looked that way in the final, to be, to be fair. Definitely. As well as, as, well as that, obviously, we, we have to mention Rangers winning the title. It's obviously 10 years in the waiting as well. Brilliant. Brilliant for Rangers fans. Obviously, the team deserve full credit. But St. Johnson won that award. That club double, was I say, we've not seen it since 1990s. Kyle says, we might never see it again. That yeah. was one of the hardest awards to pick. Right, I would say that was probably the hardest one. If you take the if you take the emotion out of it, Scotland just qualifying for Euros on a penalty shootout, when we really, uh, things for there. Rangers winning the league, okay, but I think it was the margin of the one the, the league yeah. for that side of things. So if you take the emotions out of it, but then when you look at St. Johnson, the Chang's eye. Definitely. Uh, Young Player of the Year, this is a one that I am um, still not fully decided my pick yet. Yanis Hadji, Chris Iyer, Josh Doig, Lewis Ferguson. The reason we've done it with Chris Iyer and Lewis Ferguson is, we, is we're going for under 23 at the start of the season, so we're going to give them a, a mention on here. I think I've just edged Josh Doig. I think he's that's that's mine as well. Yeah, I think he's, he's in. in I think he's in the team of the year, so it's no. it's almost hard to no. it's almost hard uh, to go with somebody else just for the consistency that he showed this season. No, he's been he's been very consistent. I think Hadji as well. I know he didn't make the team of the year, but there are times when Yanis Hadji, there's some things Yanis Hadji can do that other players can't. But it's that he's, consistency. It's, he's he showed up better than I. See, after the loan spell last season, I, I thought oh, the money that Rangers spent on him, I thought there could be a wee bit of worry there. It, it seemed like one of the players, you play them when you're playing at home at Hamilton and home to, to East Ross County and these teams, but when you're going away to Parkhead and you're going away to Todbury and Easter Road, is he one of the ones that you captured doing you're wanting him fighting in your corner? He's probably proved me wrong over the season in, in that kind of point. I I think Doidge has been so consistent. I think I honestly think Josh Doidge could go and play in the Premier League in the next couple of years. I think he's got Kieran Tierney. I think he's yeah. he's that type of left back. I think he can be terrific. Twenty-one year old as well. I, 
Kyle made a great point earlier. Scotland are, are blessed with we, we left backs in the national team, so he's probably fortunate that he falls into the category to be available for another 21s, or he would be really hard done by to, to not get called. called up. I'm not saying he would go and play, but just for experience, and it's probably if Greg Taylor uh, wasn't in it, it's probably they two are kind of fighting to get in it. Greg Taylor maybe just a wee bit more experience. Greg Taylor's going to go and he's probably not going to play, whereas boys can go with the under 21s and he can, he can go and play. Definitely. Charlie, who you got? Yeah, I'm going for Doig as well, because one of the things I think he'll have in his locker is dealing with disappointment. Mm-hmm. Because he was released for Hearts as a young boy and then went across to the other side and I, having no been there, I suppose it's very difficult when somebody tells you you're no longer required at that age of 14, 15, but he's knuckled down and he's in a kind of roundabout way turned around and says, look guys, this is what you're missing mm-hmm. because I've been given a chance. Somebody believes in him and he's went on to, to flourish. So he'll have that in his locker that when sometimes he's not playing as consistently well as what he's got that mentality to, to, to fall back on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, young going on the equipment was is that you put out the Monday? So he'll be he'll be sitting at home right now, wondering what might have been with going on the equipment. So when he can he come back to go be a consistent next season as he was last Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, just quite like, to keep Lewis Stevenson at that Hibs team, who's been a consistent performer for Hibs ever the years day. That's that's something in itself as well. Yeah, one definitely. of the nicest guys in the game, Lewis Stevenson. Uh, yeah. You just lock slip one of the, one of the nicest guys. guys. Yeah. Brilliant. He always had a smile on his face when he told you you were rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Four votes for Josh Doidge wins our Young Player of the Year. This one is going to be tough. This could be interesting. Manager of the Year with two more awards to go. Manager of the Year, Stephen Gerrard, David Martindale, Callum Davidson, Jim Goodwin, Shankers, who wins? Can't believe I'm going to say this. Callum Davison. Because I think you can't give Johnson moment of the year and then go and give Stephen Gerrard manager of the year. It, it kind of cuts, cuts uh, kind of like, I think the, the word to say, it kind of cancels it out. It, it totally contradicts what you've just, no. what I've just said. So, so Johnson moment of the year, double manager of the year. It, it's, it's, it's like a photo finish, basically. 
Gerard, no good for two years, no trophies, and then goes and what goes on beating in the league and wins. Stop ten in a row. So uh, he gets it for that. Callum Davison to come from bottom of the league to finish in the top six and go and win the Scottish Cup League Cup double. It's one, it's, one of those, it's one of those where you split the trophy in half, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's what it's like. I think you, I think you tip the wing to Stephen Gerrard because of his European football. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult nowadays to to get into the latter stages of European football because of the, the standard of it. And to, to do that and consistently, even though he hasn't done it, domestically he's always done well in European football because that's the type of manager or that's the type of football he plays he's probably better suited to European football with regards to there do you know what so, I think about Gerard as well this season he's <clears> not he's, he's learning on the job he's not making the wee kind of tactical mistakes that he's obviously still learning he's only three years in, into management we know that but he's learning he's Making he's up got for guys this. run about him, he can aye. bounce off him. Yeah, yeah. he's like he's learning for the wee mistakes he made maybe last year when we put. I mean, we go back to the, the game he played against Celtic at Ibrox, the first game last season. Do you remember the four? I played the four up front. That would never happen now because he's learned from it, and I think that's a sign of a future good manager. But Callum Davidson has won a double, got his team into the top six, won two trophies. I think Davidson has to get it. He just quickly so on the thing about Gerard, what you're saying about Charlie saying he's got guys running about him. Do you like Celtic? Look, this is going to the Celtic manager. They look at uh, Gerard. Gerard's go. Steve Gerard goes to the top and says, I want him and my staff. He gets it. He's got Ross Wilton and he's got all his staff. Celtic are almost picking and choosing who, I, who Eddie Howe's bottom staff was. That's what I was saying. The thing was as well is those guys wanted to come yeah. with Stephen Gerrard. They bought into the they bought into the journey. They bought into the package for there. The the on the Eddie Howe package, somebody didn't buy into it. Yeah, and they felt the pressure was too much. Whereas at this current position, I'm hardly known, and I'm quite happy to sit in there. And if you want to leave. And we'll make sure that you can. And that's that's where the, the statement of it was nothing to do with Celtic and it was nothing to do with Eddie Howe. It, it was the this, personal thing. It was the it employment was of thing. the other person who didn't. I'm not I'm not saying the the one they want to go with Eddie Howe, but it was just that scenario. So you've uh-huh. got Gerard who obviously played with McAllister and that, and then when he was at the under 18s at Liverpool. He's, he's, he's number two. Yeah. Charlie, the other thing you mentioned there, you mentioned the package that Gerald came with. Yeah. When Gerald came to England with that package, when you were a similar place, to where Celtic are right now. Yep. Yeah. 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 
If you've got a chairman and a board who are going to back you, and then you you will get that. But if 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 you're if you look at the package, if you're taking a wage cut and you're going into a a high profile, high pressure job, yeah, is is the individual cut out for that, or do yeah. I just want to sit yeah. where I am comfortable at the moment and keep the wages, keep the job? And do the same thing. I don't. I don't want to put myself out into that position where you're right. Eighteen months later, I'm sacked, and where do I go? Yeah. Yeah. So you that could have been that could have been something that was maybe uh, decided as well. I don't want to be out a job in 18, 18 months. Or again, it might have been everybody comes and it's all singing all dancing but I believe Celtic are probably in a position where Rangers were three years ago yep, I we, totally we, need to, we need to bring in people who are you need to bring in mentally a strong team. as well a Aye, management mentally. team and not a manager yeah. Aye. Yeah. definitely I, at that time where Rangers were in the same position Rangers probably thought they didn't have time back then whereas it turns out they've maybe went right we, we need time so they've made time Whereas I think the opposite thing is Celtic are literally not going to accept two or three seasons. Yeah, I think they're going to accept it. Do you know think that's a thing, though, because Celtic have had so much success that the fans have, have yeah. got... Maybe no greedy with yeah. it, maybe that's the wrong term, but... Just demand it. Aye, they, should like, they, should they, don't anyway, they don't know a situation without it. Aye, and that's why this season's been so bad. They've went so long without it, so Aye. used to it. Yeah, Do you think of yeah, yeah, with it, sorry? I got one more comment about tables here for Celtic. We're talking about no trophies whatsoever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's that big, like obviously 12 trophies in a row to none. It's a yeah. massive drop. Like it's a, I remember I keep going back to Rangers, like Rangers obviously in the 90s. That season they lost 10 in a row. It was it was a shock because it was it was Rangers fans had grown up used to success back mm. then. To them not of that season. And obviously Celtic need that. What what can I advocate done there? They need that big kind of name, big, big money, big money summer where they, they get excited again. That's what's worrying me about this Postacoglu appointment. It's not if I'm a Celtic fan, I'm not overly excited. Not to say that he's not going to do a bad job, but it's not that. I think there would be more. Appointment. There would be more of a peace. There would be more of an understanding if Celtic had just lost the league by maybe three or six yeah. points or something, yeah, and had won the league cup. 
and, yeah. and things like that. But as you're right, for going from one extreme to the other mm-hmm. and losing the league by such a big thing, you're now saying, right, yes, we, we need a we need a big name. We need somebody who's who can cope with this job because it's rebuilding from effectively inside to out. Definitely. Right, so Callum Davidson probably just wins that award. Maybe. Yeah. Callum Davidson. Final award before we're, we're going to we're going to stop the show. Player of the year. Now we went with the four nominees that the PFA gave out. All four Rangers players: Alan McGregor, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, and Stephen Davis. Kyle, who's your Player of the Year? No player for me. Oh, right, okay. Alan McGregor, Alan McGregor, brilliant. Charlie, we get Definitely. Charlie, who you got? Yeah, I'm going for McGregor as well. And Mark had touched on about a player of his, his ageing uh, era uh, to turn in and the consistency of the performances. And there's been some blind saves in that, but the, the consistency of it and, and the clean sheets. So... McGregor for me. Brilliant. Shankers, who you got? I've went for James Tavernier. Okay. Why uh, is Tavernier your player of the year? For me, from where he, I'm looking at from where he was as a player at the club before, when he first came in, to where he is now, captain of the club, on this season, what it meant to, to not only Rangers fans, but for for what it meant to the people of Celtic as well, what was riding on it, for him to step up. And all, all the goals he scored, they assisted fantastic, but Charlie made a great point earlier. The defensive side of the game has is, is come on leaps and bounds. And whether that's to do with maybe Goldson stepping up as well and, and the rest of the players along the defence uh, stepping up to the plate. But everything's just clicked this year for him. And to contribute the goals and assists has a long way clean sheets in the defensive displays, as well as captain in the team to a historic uh, trophy and a and a good season. He has to be the one for me. Brilliant. My award for the season goes to Connor Goldson. I think he has been the rock at the back. I think he's been terrific this season. Stepped up a gear. Just as I say, I think him and Holanda have formed an outstanding partnership. I think he's brought a lot of leadership into the team. He's been the shouter. He's, but he's def- defending. The first two years, of what he did make a lot of a lot of these silly mistakes. Would we, would we go along yeah, with that? Yeah, I definitely. This, this season, he has completely erased that his game. He's he's not put a foot wrong, in my opinion. I think the reason Rangers have had so many McGregor's obviously the reason that for the most of the clean sheets. All four of these players have been absolutely outstanding this season for Rangers. I, all, I, all, I think it's actually hard on Davis to, to know that I mentioned as well. Definitely. But how good he is uh, talking about age with McGregor. Davis, Davis has been there Rose before, Rose. hasn't he? Yeah. Davis has been there before. McGregor's been there before. Golson has come in from a different uh, country. Took him a couple of years to get up and running. And now you're seeing the, the benefit of yeah. it. And as well as that, as well as that, this was a guy two years ago who was told he might never play football again. Get into mm-hmm. an open heart surgery. 
to play every minute of every game this season, to be one of the top leaders in the team, I just think is it's a testament to just how good he's been. Just a brilliant, brilliant player, brilliant, brilliant person, brilliant, brilliant leader. Great player this season, I think. Do you also. think? Do I think he's one of the players that could go at the end of the season? I see. I was going. Oh, to this is up to the end of the season. I think he's one of the ones who maybe want to get another go. He's, he's I'm not saying he's not got edge on his side, but he's maybe probably arguably his peak his career. Nice. You know? And I, I, I really think he could go and fit into. I think he's one. I think he's that type that that would go and get a go. What part for the Champions League? He'll not go and play Champions League, but elsewhere, that's the only thing. That's the only thing that I think could could keep him. I think he's bought into. I think he's bought into what Gerard's doing as well. I think he's bought a, like he famously came out and said when Gerard when he signed, I would walk up to Glasgow to play for Gerard. Oh, yeah. I think he's bought into the Gerard thing. So it's. I was going to ask you that though, and we we spoke about that the other night. Who who do you think could be leaving? Like if offers come in, who do you think could go? Just off the top of my head, I think Golson could be swayed. Uh, I, I did think Barisic could be, but he's come out openly and, and very publicly and, and says that, that he'll not be going anywhere. I think uh, an offer will come in for, for the likes of Kent. I think he's, but I think he's the same. Right. I think he's he's bought into the stuff and realised that Rangers is maybe a, a good place for him. Now. He's, he's kind of set. But, but all these players, the likes of Kamara as well, I think Golson, Kamara, Ken, I think there will be offers for their players. It's just totally up to them whether they think that they want to, they want to go. I don't think they'll get Champions League football at any teams that they they would go to. That's the only thing that I think could keep them for another season. Thank God. Morelos. Aye, Morelos as, as well. It could be. I, it's, I think, I, I've, I keep saying, if Barisic goes into a good Euros, which I think he's capable of doing, there could be an offer. He, he's. Morelos will go and have a good Euros. <laughs> <laughs> he's got COVID, you know, actually. Yeah. I know. Uh, I don't even think he's in the Copa America uh, squad for Colombia, has he? I think he was until uh, he's, he's obviously a hot isolator or whatever. Uh, know, but I, I think he was. I think I've seen Rangers post something about Morelos being in. Uh, he's up against quite a few. Uh, good attacking players in that. But I think I, I think it will boil down to the relationship you've got with the manager. Yeah, you, you'll know as well, Mark, when when teams come in for you, and a manager come and says, "Give me one more season, just give me this season." We're starting to hang. I think the fringe players will be the difficult players, Ken, and obviously yeah. the guys who that you're going to be told you're leaving, whether you like it or not, for there, yeah. but. Um, if, if, if Golson gets an offer for it, stay with me this year and then you can take the offer next year. Tell your agent that and yeah. and, and play in the Champions League and, 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 and maybe you, you go for a Huddersfield town to a, to a Bournemouth. And, yeah. and, mm-hmm. I, I think it's worth... Sorry, don't go, mate. I'm just thinking, you're there might be offers for the like the King and Mary. Uh, 
comunque io bo bo amai amai che io tengo che poco che come che che pagai es es a good question uh, i think rangers the balls and rangers court i think all all players are under contract i'm sure i think i don't know i don't know about whether he's got one more year and and I'll try to talk about another contract or whether he's out a contract. I'm I not think he's got one more year, but I think he's going to sign a new that one. I think with the, with the other two is, I think, I think the three of them need to start. The Rangers will be looking for at least £10 million. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the, the way the market is. A lot of teams think they can come up and double the Scottish market and get players on the cheap. That is the only thing. But I think, I think they'll be looking... I think if somebody offered like an eight million pound for Conor Goals, and I think Rangers would have to start thinking about it. I think, but whereas the other two are, are younger and and are not saying potential because is the the top of their game they know, but I think the other ones are, are maybe buying buying for what they can be in a couple of years. Whereas I think Bolton, you're probably arguably at your peak. You're, I think if eight anything for eight to ten million pound for for Bolton, and I think yeah. You're no far off that, but the other two, I think you're, you're in the upwards of you're up for a 12 15 million pound for the other two. Just the way the market is, the new definitely. Alan McGregor won the fans vote and obviously get two votes here. So, Alan McGregor is our SM Media Player of the Year. That is our award show done. I want to take this time just to thank everybody who has checked out the Scottish football show this season. We've absolutely loved providing you with this show. We're hoping to be back this, this time. At, Next season, will you be back with the Shankers? I'll be. I'll definitely be back. And Very good. I think it'll be a interesting season next season because this this season there was so much riding on it, and now it's finished. I almost break, be like, it'll be like a weight off some players, staff, coaches' shoulders. Fans will be back. You might see players relishing next season. So I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. But we've got the Euros. Definitely, we'll be back for the Euros. Football fix isn't it over yet? We've got the Euros and we've got our country to, to watch in the Euros for a change, so that'll be exciting. Definitely, we'll all be doing some Euro can Euro shows shows during the summer. We'll be bringing you more details on that in the next few days. Charlie, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show in the this year. It's been brilliant to be on. Thanks very much for the opportunity, Scott. Brilliant. Really, really okay. enjoyed it as well. Brilliant, Kyle. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show. You have been outstanding in this episode. Thanks very much for coming on. Yeah, God, thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thank you very much as well to all our Rory Wilson, our pundits that have been on as well, the guests, some of the amazing guests we've had on. It's been an absolute pleasure to have everybody on. All the viewers that have watched as well, it's been an absolute pleasure to be to allow us to entertain you this season. We hope we'll be hope we can do the same next season. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Take care. Cheers. Cheers.